they also said that onlys haven't been studied as much. Like there have been a lot more studies about oldest children, middle children, youngest children, but not as much about only children. Maybe because they don't have any grievances towards siblings that they're like, um, I would love to be a part of the study. I have some things to say. Okay. I I have some I have opinions. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Finding Mr. Height, the podcast. I am your co-host, Erica Spira. And I'm Allie Jackson. Hello. Hello. And we are pumped. This is officially our live show week in New York City, baby. Woo! Live show this week. I'm so excited. We're so pumped. We figured out what we're going to do for the show. So, Allie, I'll throw to you. What What are we going to give the listeners at this live show if you come? So, well, we're going to do – we always do Inside Scoop. At our live shows. Yes. So, you know, anything that's happened in the, you know, the last couple of weeks, you'll get some inside scoop, maybe some stuff we'll never share on the pod. Mm-hmm. At the very least, it'll be like up to the minute updates. This is the part that I'm most excited about, though. So we'll, we're going to talk about how you're back on dating apps and I am I am on them in earnest in uh, in January. And so we're going to build up some matches and then message them live, get some opener ideas from the crowd you know, get a little, get a little hype going. I feel like we need some hype in our dating app conversations. Yeah. And I was talking to you about this. I feel this a lot that, you know, you'll sit there and be like, the app is boring. But then if you look at yourself, you're like, well, are you being any more exciting than this other person? You know, are you really bringing some flair? Right. And it's easy for all of us to get a little lazy when we're in the privacy of our own home messaging on apps. So even for myself, I was like, you know what? Maybe you're a little bit better with an audience to bring a little more energy, a little more enthusiasm. And I think it's going to be fun that we kind of swipe with our audience, get little live reactions to our conversations and potentially help out some audience members, too. If you're if you're open to that, if you also want to swipe and message live with us, we're here for it. Yes. And so look out if you are coming to the show, look out for an email this week. If you are not yet coming to the show Grab your tickets, findingmrheight.com slash live. You can get your tickets for our New York City show this Saturday, January 20th. We also have a DC show, Washington, DC, coming up Thursday, March 21st. You can get your tickets there for it too. Yeah. And we'll be taking also submissions for listeners to share their stories along with questions or whatever else you want to throw at us. But, you know, it's a live show. It's like, we're not just going to sit up there and us two talk. You guys listen to us talk all the time. We want to interact with you guys. We want to know what's going on with you. We want to make it like a almost, oh God, now I'm like hesitant to say what word do I want to say? <laughs> like, what, what, you know, what word are you going to say? It's, it is kind of like, let's rally together as women. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rally. It's a rally. You know what I mean? Like, let's bond. Let's bond. We're all going through the dating stuff it's, together. You know it's what a I mean? pep rally. I want to, yeah, I want a little, let's all put a little pep in our step for the new year. You know, I feel like it's good timing. New I love year, it. Up in the step, you know. It's going to be great. We're can I can I tell them about the, what we're going to have there too? Yes, 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 yes. We are going to have some exclusive live show merch we are available. I'm so excited. This has been in the works for a while. We finally like landed on some designs. It's going to be there. We're also going to be selling it at the after party. I'm just. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, a few people asked us for some new designs. We got some together. We're going to have them at the live show. And I believe we'll also have a link you could pre-order so we could hold your size for you. So make it as easy as possible. Or we could ship it to you as well. So be on the lookout if you're coming. We're going to send you an email with all this info. But if you're debating coming to the live show, I don't know why you're debating. Okay? You should come. You should come. The last one was an absolute blast. So I am I'm so looking forward to meeting everyone and just having a good time, getting on a good foot, good foot in dating in the new year. Yeah, it's going to be great. And in the email, too, that we send out this week, we'll include after-party details. We're going back and forth with a couple different venues, trying to get you guys some drink specials and whatnot. But it'll be walking distance from the show, so it'll be easy. Yeah, easy peasy. We're all going to be there. So anyway, um, so cat's out of the bag, I guess, on me. I'm back on the apps. You're back on the apps. She's I'm back, back on baby. The apps. And this is this is officially the day after Dating App Sunday, as we've all seen online. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know how Dating App Sunday went for you, Allie. Uh, I think I abused it a little too much. I, okay, in my notes for today's update section, I wrote, I think I bumbled too close to the sun. Yes, I I <laughs> went too hard in the paint, personally. Um, you know, my experience in LA has been getting no matches, so I think I went a little overboard, <laughs> swiping nope. away. I caved and I bought... 
they have like you can just buy unlimited likes for a week or something oh it's like the cheapest option so i was like let me just do that because like who knows yeah and then my god this has taken my whole day just trying to message people before things expire god same so i bought a spotlight oh shit how'd that work it or, was, I mean, I know how it works. How did it go? It was awesome. So for those who don't know, you can buy on Bumble, I think on other apps too, but on Bumble, you can buy a spotlight for either 30 minutes or I did 90 minutes. I think it was like 20 bucks. And then yeah. they just push your profile out to more people. And what I like is they actually show you the, the matches that you got during the spotlight are like a different color. They've got like a little mm-hmm. diamond on them. So it's kind of cool. I can like see all of the matches that I got in that time period. And it was a lot. Okay, great. Do you have anything, I guess, in the works yet or just catching up on the messages like me? (laughs) I actually have a date this upcoming Saturday. Oh, fun. Hell yeah. Yeah. So and then I have many, many messages that I am trying to keep up with, as well as some that have already fallen off. Right. You know, I got to be honest. I just said we're at the live show. We need to spice up our messages a little bit. I've gotten a little lazy because Mm. that timer starts to run out and then I'm I'm a little bit in panic mode. (laughs) Where I'm like, ah, just get, just get the message, you know? Because I still, can I be honest? I have a little beef with Bumble still, okay? They're showing the matches that have the most time first. I don't like that either. So, and this is not a brag, by the way, okay? Because your girl's been struggling on the apps for a while, all right? But, like, I have to, like, swipe to get to the, you, you know, it. ones that are expiring quicker. Which, it makes me be like, do you guys... Do you guys want me to message these people They should not? flip you know? that. I totally agree with you. Because I see I it and I'm like, it. oh, I'm good. Right. But then there's ones over here that I can't see that are about to expire. Yeah. And sometimes they don't really load. Like I'll do a swipe and I'm like, oh, okay. That's all the people that are here. I'm not going to go and literally count and be like, oh, if I have 20 matches, are these exactly all 20 people or whatever, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I also flew too close to the sun. <laughs> yeah. It's, it was a lot. I've since, I've like, I've whittled it down pretty significantly over the course of today mm-hmm. because there were like some people that were like weird, like just said something weird or did or like in in the message where i was just like okay we're gonna stop talking to you (laughs) okay then there were people who didn't respond i still have many that are open like i have messaged them and they've yet to respond but it hasn't run out yet and then then there's the guy that i'm going out with on saturday awesome what um i don't know what you want to share about it it's it's pre-date so it's it's pre-date but i do have something i'd like to share okay hit us so his original date proposal, he sent me a screenshot of an email, and the email was an invitation to what what was called a soul release, soul, S-O-U-L, soul release dance party. So soul music, we assume, is what it means. No, it was like a, a woo-woo soul release. Oh, Rare for New York. A little more rare for New York. There's that that community is definitely here. I just don't it tend is. to come across them. <laughs> it's almost like people do it quietly in New York. It's like LA in everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then literally it was in Bushwick. Uh, so he sends me the screenshot and he said, like, would you be up for this? And I'm reading the thing and I'm like, no. In my head. I mean, that's not what I said to him. But <laughs> It is a for full two, sentence. For do you know it's a full sentence? Imagine it is a full just, sentence. Just, imagine no. he says, would you be up for this? And I just said, no, period. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please respect my boundary. No. Yeah. Um, new boundary unlocked. Yeah, new boundary unlocked. No soul release dance parties. So it <laughs> two reasons. One, it doesn't really sound like my scene. Like that's just not my scene. No, it's not. The bigger issue, though, it is not a good first date idea. Yeah, it's a lot. Well, several reasons, right? You can't really talk during, I would assume. Right. No. Based on the description Uh, in the email, you cannot talk during it. Yeah. And some people would say dancing a little too intimate first date. Yeah. I don't know if it's touch. Like, I don't know what kind of dancing we'd be talking about. It seemed like the kind of thing where you're just like moving your body and your. But regardless, not a, a space where you can get to know someone that you've never met before. Right. So like, you, yeah. if this were a guy that I had been on like, I don't know, two dates with and I liked him and he said, hey, do you want to do this? I might be like, you know what? It's out of my comfort zone. Not really my thing. But yeah, let's do it. Right. Why not? Try something new. But Try for the first something date, new. Not happening. 
Yeah. So I said that to him. I I wrote back something along the lines of like, I'm like, oh, that I think I used, I think I said that looks really interesting. <laughs> um, it's like it looks interesting, but like not sure it's the best first date vibe. Like, do you want to just grab drinks? Like, I you know something like that. And he said, and and I provided another option. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, whatever. And he was like, oh, that was my awkward way of asking if you could do a dry date because I'm doing dry January. Okay. All right. So I get that. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm totally down to do a dry date. How about coffee, hot cocoa, hot cider, something else? Right. Yeah. So reasonable. that is what we're going to do. Saturday afternoon. And then I actually have a, um, a dating event, like a singles mixer that night. Oh, what is this the dinner one finally or a different thing? No, this is different. So this is there's have you heard of the dating app Jigsaw? I have a long time ago, but I don't remember like what their premise is. That's different. So you might have heard about it when I did in Greece because a few of the girls in Greece were talking about it because it had mm. just launched in I think Texas. Oh, okay. So basically it is the the premise is that it's it's supposed to take the focus off of looks. And so when you're looking at someone's profile, they have like a jigsaw puzzle over their face. And oh. so you're deciding to go out or to match with them rather based on just their profile. And then as you talk to them, puzzle pieces move away so that you can like see their face. Okay. I see. So like a slow reveal. All right. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's still ramping up in New York. So like I'm still kind of uh, jury's out for me on whether I'm like recommending it as an app to use because I think mm-hmm. it needs to like grow in user base. But I'm going to their event on Saturday. Okay, why not? Yeah, there so we go. the so app told me about in-person. it. Yeah, exactly. Keeping my in-person in-person commitments, so I'm doing that. Um, and then I am going to go to another one. I have another one at the end of January, so I already have two things on on the schedule. I'm, I'm happy with my two, two to one, two to one live events versus dates currently. Yeah, basically, basically. There you go. So. Um, yeah, so that that's the outcome of my dating app Sunday so far. That's good. I um, so I uh, remember when we talked to Bella Gandhi and she talked about doing the phone call before you go yes. out. So essentially, I feel like I have put myself in a position that I must do this. Why? Because I do have somewhat a time limit of being in LA once again. Uh, because I have to go back. I'm freezing my eggs at the New York office. I figured out, but my date got pushed. So like a lot of my plans kind of got jumbled around a little bit. So, uh, I have a little time limit on LA. I'm like here two weeks basically. And essentially I'm like, well, I have all these matches, right? I'm messaging all these matches and two things. I've had a handful of people immediately to whatever my question is, be like, well, I could tell you about that, like on our date or whatever, which so looking love as a, the date, a, a move, right? Fine move. Yeah. And so the first person that did it, I was like, you know what? Because I don't have so much time out here, maybe I should try this new filtering move. And I said, hey, how about we just have like a phone call first, see if we vibe. And so I've ended up sending that to like four or five people. Oh, wow. Everyone has been very receptive to it. I've been a little pleasantly surprised. I'm not going to lie. And are you suggesting phone calls or FaceTimes? I just say phone call. So I, I leave it a little vague. Like, whatever. Let's, t- let's just chat a little bit. If they want to FaceTime, fine. If they'd rather phone call, fine. Doesn't yeah. matter to me. Um, but I was kind of like, look, if I want to have better quality dates, and it's like I have currently what feels like a big pool of matches, I was like, well, that would be a time saver to just be like, okay, let's have this phone call. I could essentially go on a few dates in a night easily if I just do yeah. a little phone call with people. And then I can make it, all right, let's go out in a couple days, whatever it is. So... So I've been uh, I've been pleasantly surprised. I, I'm not going to lie because I've tried this before and I felt people were not really receptive to it. I haven't tried it in a long time, but I have heard that people are a little wary of it. So I love that 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 you're you're encountering uh, open minded people. Yeah, and honestly, I think, and I don't want to say this is an LA thing because LA people are more open minded. All right, I have a reason. <laughs> I'm not saying New Yorkers aren't. Um, I have fi- I've been finding like especially with people trying to always meet in the middle of the day and the more people I've met in LA and talked to they're all like oh since covid people are really selective with driving in traffic for what they're going to go drive in some traffic for so not even yeah. like horrible god awful traffic like we used to have and so then I'm like all right 
if my option is 2 p.m. midday date or coffee date versus <laughs> let's just do a phone call, personally, I'd rather take the phone call. Yeah. That's just me. I'd rather take the that. phone call and then the next thing be let's meet after work, like a little more chill setting, whatever. Right. Right. So, so that's also motivating me a little bit. I'm like, I think, I think it has to do with the whole driving and traffic thing. People are like way more hesitant. And also my roommate made a great point. She was like, well, also if I'm going to go on a date and have a drink or two, I usually like to just Uber so that I'm not worried about driving home or parking yep. or wherever, especially if you're going to a neighborhood you've never been in. And so she's like, and then you're also spending money Ubering there and back, which is another thing to factor in and makes people almost like, eh, maybe I'd rather stay home. It's something that I think about when I go home to San Diego is that like the Uber costs because I can't drive places if I'm going to drink. And then Mm -hmm. like, it's just something that I just 90% of the time don't have to think about here because it's no 275 to get on the subway. Who cares? Right. Exactly. So so I'll report back. It sounds like I got a few phone dates lined up. Something yeah, do you have me. them? Are they scheduled? Not like officially, but okay. I threw it out there. They're like, yeah, sounds great. Especially, you know, I'm behind you a few hours, so I'm in the middle of the day right now. Ah, yeah, yeah. I'm in prime date time right now, baby. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I think, I think I'm going to try to have like two of them tonight. Why not? Amazing. I love it. So I'll report back. I'll report back to the pod. Yeah, please and, do. Oh, and I had a little update on the burger man from last week. Yes. Uh, so my prediction was correct that I have not heard from him about setting up another date quickly. Mm. However, I've heard from him like twice, just random things. The one, like, the one random thing was ridiculous. The YouTube video of like, what was it? It was just a clip from the movie Dumb and Dumber. Which there's no context for that, right? Like it's not something you've no. discussed. No, it's just a funny that, clip. That is so bizarre. You know, I don't know. I I can't explain it. I didn't ask questions. What? I just ha-ha'd it. <laughs> Good I movie. I don't, yeah, great movie. I don't I don't really know what to do here. Um, I, but I felt my instincts so were weird. correct on the situation. Yeah, spot on. I was like, still unsure what this person wants. Obviously, I'm not going to be waiting around to find out, really. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, whatever. Live and learn. Ay, ay, ay. Well, I'm excited for your updates, and uh, yeah, perhaps perhaps you will have some updates to give at the live show about your phone calls. I think I will. I think I will. I, I might do a new sifting thing, because um, I don't know if you ever saw this. I'm so mad I can't remember who this is. It's somebody like in the dating space, or it might even be somebody that now like is really high up at a dating app. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But she, essentially, when she found her husband and like did a retry of dating apps, yeah. Did like a super filtering system or whatever. She did, you know, a big day of matches, 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 messaged everyone, phone calls with everyone, and like really narrowed stuff down like a few different levels and had even like whatever questions she wanted to ask people is, on these calls. Is this the needle in the haystack thing? I think it is. Yeah. Because yeah. I think it was, I might have been OK Cupid she was using. I can't remember what yeah, it was. Yeah, I remember this. But I remember she like did some huge filtering system. Because she would get exhausted from online dates. And then I think she only ended up physically in person going out with maybe five to six people. Mm-hmm. And then she even had her stats like how many they went to a second date, all this stuff. And she did meet her husband this way. And it's not, you know, it's not the most romantic way to think about it. You know, being like, I'm gonna put a filter and this and this and that. But I kind of was like, I don't know. The older part of me goes, you haven't really tried it when it came to online dating. Yeah, why not try it? You know, so I'm like, maybe maybe I'll be the new needle in haystack. I love it. <laughs> Um, well, before we get to this week's listener scam, I actually encountered my first like very clear bot or scam message on a dating app. Oh, which one was this? Not the one you told me? No, I haven't told you about this. This is on Hinge. Um, and usually like I've seen bot profiles where I'm like, ah, that person's probably not real, whatever. But this is the most egregious that I've ever had. This guy messaged me and it's on Hinge, right? So he like commented on a photo. He said, hello, happy Sunday. We can contact you on WhatsApp to continue our conversation. What do you say? Um, okay. Very weird. Very weird. And because I wanted to find out like what the play was going to be, I did match with him and said, who's we? And he never replied. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. Who is we? I'm trying to play along with your scam. 
Yeah. Well, they, they figured out you were too smart. Yeah. So we'll never know. Yeah, maybe I should have just said okay, and then I would have found out. But I asked who's we. Yeah, I also I've gotten I I've never given my WhatsApp to people, and I will randomly get put into group chats on WhatsApp. Oh yeah, that's that are scam things, and they're usually yeah. like someone trying to do some like f- fake financial advising slash Bitcoin weird thing, and I don't know yep. how I keep getting added to these. Yep, I've gotten those. Ugh, the worst. Um, well, we do have a scam voicemail, not dating related, just about about an actual scam. Actual scam. And yeah, this is from Kristen, and we'll play it for you. Hi, ladies. Um, this is Kristen out of Colorado. First of all, I need to say I absolutely love the podcast. Um, secondly, I have a scam for you guys. Um, I had bought my sister a gift card for her birthday in 2022, September of 2022. And forgot to send it, just that it might, might stand for, for, for um, until recently when I found it again while I was cleaning. Um, for Christmas, I worked at the same company that my fiance does, and for Christmas, our company sent us the gift cards. So we said, perfect, we'll pull all three and use them for something big. Um, well, my fiance goes to use the one gift card I had bought my sister back in 2022 and to find out there is no more money on it. Um, Apparently, scammers can go to a Target or a store or whatever and scan it, get the activation code, um, get whatever they need from it, and then when someone purchases it and the cashier activates it, the scammer can then use it. So I activated this card back in September of 2022 one had used it at a grocery store in Texas of October 2022. I wasn't bringing a new one for me. So hope it helps, guys. I have no idea if this is a commonly known thing or if this is just new to me. No idea. I have not heard of this. I knew that the gift card scamming was a thing, but I haven't heard of this specifically. Have you? No. I've heard of the version that somebody calls pretending to be someone else, gets you to get the cards, give them the number over the phone. Yes. The question I have with this, right? So she says the gift card's old. She never used it. Somebody basically is stealing the gift card numbers, waiting for you to purchase it. Right. But all these cards, I thought, have that special code that is covered. I thought so too, but I wonder if there are some merchants where you don't need that code. Must be. Like, you know how sometimes there are some times when you put your credit card in and it makes you give the uh whatever that code is on the back yeah. and somewhere it, it, you don't have to right maybe it's like that i don't know maybe yeah i mean or i mean you know if you're a scam artist you're good at this so maybe I there's mean, some true. way they figured they out a way out, they figured out a way to get a pin or whatever it is that they need because yeah. i wouldn't even think to do this this is a little this is a little brilliant if this the, is what people are doing a little, a little i'm smart. sorry i'm saying smart. it is a little smart you know there was a gift card scam for a while with companies where scammers were getting were spoofing emails from high-level executives at companies and emailing employees at the company asking them to go buy gift cards. So like I got an email from a C-suite executive at my company that hmm. looked exactly like it came from them and asked me to urgently go buy gift cards. And to what, then give to the boss? Well, I assume that if I, I realized it was a scam, so I didn't do it. But I, I assume that if I did it, then they would ask for the numbers and stuff like that, like you said. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to think like, what's the play? Almost like your boss is like, I'm so slammed. Can you run out and I'll yeah. reimburse you? Like, I need these for gifts for Christmas. That's what I'm assuming. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. It was basically like, we. it was um, customer appeasements. It was like, we need these for customers, for customer service. Like, we need them urgently. And it came from somebody high up enough that, like, you you act on their emails immediately. Put it that way. Yeah. Or it seems like they're mass emailing to try to catch somebody that's got a company credit card. Oh, so you're true. even more, you know, lenient when you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'll put it sure. on the company card. I'll Go expense it. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I immediately was like, this is weird. And then I looked closer at the email address and it wasn't his actual email mm. address. This was also go. happening with text messages where, where people were getting texts saying that it was a C-level executive. And that he needed something. Interesting. I've gotten texts just pretending to be like my old boss still to this day. Oh, wow. They'll just be like, hey, it's blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I don't respond, so I don't figure out what it is that they're going to ask for. But it's it's an odd thing like, oh, it's my new number. 
thigh and you're like okay a little weird but again weird they're usually not if you have an iphone they're usually not um iMessage oh yes exactly exactly flare up flare up a little bit yeah green i'm like what what's this right so uh yeah i mean this i don't know i mean i assume she called whatever you know because i've had a gift card that expired and you call and you're like yeah, yeah i never yeah. used it and they reimburse you and they figure it out so it sounds like right. she called and they're like no this was used no you have used it at a grocery store in texas yeah so i mean big big spender there they're like let me head on over to the grocery store but so moral of the story is use your gift cards people yeah use them right away use them right away use them right, right away it's free money girl math use yeah, your gift and- cards Keep calling your scams in. The number is in the show notes of the episodes. Keep calling. Yeah. Open to all scams, dating and otherwise. Yes. So the phone number is 929-888-7184. And thank you. Thank you for those of you who have called in. We appreciate it. So I've talked a little bit on the pod about how I've been trying to extend my damp January into, into future months. And I have really been enjoying recess mocktails as a way to have what feels like a fancy drink at home, but without the alcohol. Yeah. And also, it's nice to have something in your fridge that just has a little bit of flavor. Totally. And they're they're delicious. They're made with real fruit, sweetened with agave, and again, 0% alcohol. So just a nice nice little flavorful drink that is a little, little play on our favorites here. They got a bunch of great flavors. My personal favorite is the recess watermelon mojito. I actually like to garnish it like it's a actual cocktail like i put it in a coupe glass feel it all fancy garnish it with a little sprig of mint it is delicious and my favorite is the recess ginger lime mule i'm a ginger gal and what i love also not too sweet perfect amount of just a little little sweet treat they're absolutely delicious and you can get 15 percent off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash fmh so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences listen up guys if you haven't heard yet, we're coming to the DC Comedy Loft for another live podcast Thursday, March 21st. Get your tickets. We are, I think, over halfway sold out already. Well over halfway sold out. So get your tickets. If you want to come experience some magic live, we want to meet you. We want to talk to you. We're going to have so much fun. And it's also Allie's birthday that week. It is my birthday that week. So, and my mom might be there. I'm excited. You can go to findingmrhyde.com slash live to find an easy link also in our bios to get those tickets. And we are going to have an after party afterwards where we can really meet and greet, talk to everybody somewhere in the area. Yeah. So make sure you come DC Comedy Loft Thursday, March 21st. And if you want to check out some stand up, I'm going to be there all weekend. So Friday and that Saturday, I'll be doing stand up shows, start swiping on Hinge, bring a date, have a good time. And You'll, you can come and meet Allie's mom, which we still have some spots left on our Portugal trip. And a little update on that. A few of you reached out to us about, hey, I want to come either, unfortunately, I don't have my mom anymore, or I want to come with my aunt. I want to come with my sister. I just want to come with a friend. The trip is officially open to anybody that would like to come, as long as you don't mind. Half the trip being moms and daughter combos. Everybody's excited to come. Doesn't matter. You are welcome to join. Travel with us. It's going to be so, so fun. You can also check that out at findingmrhyte.com slash podcast. If you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out. We're happy to answer anything. We're just so excited to be there with our moms and with you. Yep. Next October, October 4th through 10th. Check it out. Come travel with us too. All right. Well, on to the meat of our episode. Something new we've never done before. Talking about birth order in relationships. I am excited about this. And I discovered it was so interesting like thinking about my own relationship history mm-hmm. and then reading the articles and then hearing from our listeners in the polls that we did and being like damn like my experiences actually tie really closely to what this is all saying yeah it's like i feel like we talk more about astrology than birth order but there <laughs> there actually is some data on the birth order here about like marriages and stuff like that like who's more likely to marry who or have most you know more success we could say Great, yeah, find success however you want, but you know. Yeah, exactly. There, the yeah. one like scientific study that I found, like st- with statistical significance, all that stuff, that one indicated that there was no significant link between birth order and successful relationships, mm-hmm. but there was a very demonstrable link with birth order and unsuccessful relationships. Some would say even more important to know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was like, it might not be why your relationship succeeds, but it could be why it fails. Right. Um, all right. So let's, to start here, I'm curious, 
What was your pattern? You're you're an oldest child. I'm a middle I'm an, child. I'm an oldest child. And so I went with only my official quote unquote relationships, like men okay. that I called my boyfriend. All right. Post-college. I didn't include my high school people. Youngest, 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 youngest. <laughs> Middle, youngest, oldest. There you go. If so, you included the other ones, was it a lot of youngest or does that make it a little more all over the board? Um, I mean, I only dated two people in, in high school. One of them was the oldest and I don't remember if the other one had siblings or anything. I was in ninth oh, okay. grade. Very serious relationship. So. so serious. We were so very, serious. we might've gotten married. <laughs> um, thought he was the one. Mm-hmm. And then if I think about like, so those are my like official relationships. And if I think just like about a lot of the people that I've dated, I do think a lot of the majority of them are youngest siblings. I believe that is the most like common pairing. That's what, yeah, that's what, that's what it said. And also apparently supposed to be the most successful firstborns and lastborns. They also, they don't get into gender with these, right? No. Because I, from couples I've seen, my God, is it common that the woman is the oldest child and the man is the youngest child? Oldest, yeah. Oldest oldest daughter dating youngest son. Uh-huh. That's, my parents are a pair like that. It's uh, pretty common. I started looking around. And I was like, mm. Yeah. So what's your pattern? Or do you have one? So I'm a middle. I'm a little all over the place. Um, I, I only have youngest by like one. Mm. I'm oldest, youngest, youngest, another middle child. So... The thing is, though, when people meet me or know my brother and myself, people always yeah. assumed I was the older one. You give off oldest sibling vibes. I do. I naturally do. A little but bit. And, it's, maybe, and it's, I'm convinced it's because of my brother. He always was like head in the clouds, a little lost. And it was always like, Erica, watch out for your brother. Take care of your brother. Like, well, I felt like that responsibility was put on me. Oldest daughter, I think, is a thing, too. Yeah. Yeah, usually. Like the mothering thing. Because, like, that's what a lot of, like, a lot of these things said about, like, oldest siblings is they're sometimes they're parentified, meaning mm-hmm. that they, like, have to take on more of the parent role. And I think that happens to daughters more than sons. Yeah. And then younger is a sister. And we are five years apart. So it's like she literally felt like not my child, but she was like a toy to me in a way that I was uh, like, yeah. this Relatable. is a real doll. So, like, I was <laughs> all about I was all about, you know, dragging her everywhere, changing her clothes, like having her do stuff with me, like. So I kind of was like, maybe that also gave me a little bit of a yeah. older mentality, I guess. You know what I found interesting? The majority of our, at least the followers who responded to the poll, are oldest children. That doesn't surprise me. I'm not that yeah, surprised it, on that one. It, it does, it, but it was just like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> um, By like oh, a yeah. lot. Wait, what's the percent? I, I, didn't, I didn't look. 41% for me. 41 and then split between the other two, I guess. Middle is by far the lowest. But I think that I think that's probably just because if you only have two kids, there is no middle. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like middles are going to be the lowest no matter what, probably. But like in theory, statistically, oldest and youngest should be 50 50 because like there's two of them. There's yeah. like there's you know both of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. What also makes sense too is they say that only children usually are very, very similar to oldest children. Yeah, so 11%. So my split was 41 oldest, 15 middle, 30 youngest, and 13 only. Yeah, I mean, I was just, uh, I was going to make the point because the show started with you and Rourke. Oh, so yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. it's an only child and an oldest. That, 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 that would be my guess. It's like, okay, if you see yourself in people that are on the show. Yeah, and you or guys like the start of the show. So yeah, and like these people who just like follow me on Instagram. Yeah, it makes total. I mean, it's the same reason or similar reason why ninety five percent of my audience is women, because like yeah, you know, same exact thing. Yeah, so so I thought that was interesting. And then of those oldest siblings, it was actually really close of if they've mostly dated other older siblings or somebody else. Really. Yeah, twenty five, twenty eight, and then what? all the all the people who weren't oldest. Yeah, that's that's really shocking to me. I I would assume for all the categories, maybe except middle because middle's really the wild card here. Yeah, all the data or sorry, all the articles we read. Um, I would assume a lot go for opposite, not the same. Yeah, no, it's like very equal. Huh? For the oldest siblings, interesting. That was interesting. But a lot of people, because then we gave like the you can like write in or whatever, mm-hmm. and a lot of people wrote in 
it, it, it checks out that the older the oldest siblings were writing in at a higher rate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The overachievers is usually the oldest. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and so they were a lot of people were talking about that like dynamic of like the oldest sibling who like takes care of things with like the youngest sibling who's just like along for the ride. Stereotypically, obviously. Yeah. My first one is here saying I'm the oldest and type A slash kind of anxious. <laughs> yep. So the question is like, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? You know? Yeah. Is, is the responsibility of being the oldest the one that is that what makes you more anxious, you know? Yeah. The and then we ha- I had a bunch of only children saying that they prefer to date people who do have siblings because they mm. don't. I get that. I understand that. Okay, funny. I actually got a lot of people submitting about middle children, and it's probably because they know I'm a middle child. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> uh, and they're all saying, like, as the middle, you usually are the most go with the flow because typically you're the one with the least attention. Yeah, somebody said, I'm a middle, I'm as the middle child, I'm always the peacemaker. Yeah, you, you tend to be. But it's usually, I don't know, my example of my family was like, I I can count numerous times there was like a family thing we were all supposed to show up and I was the one that just like didn't get picked up. <laughs> that it's like they're always concerned with like the youngest, the baby, right? Yeah. Gotta look out for the baby. And then like I said, my brother, oldest or maybe because he gets lost all the time. Everyone was concerned with him. And it was always <laughs> like Erica will just, Erica just knows where to be and where to show up. Like she, you know, is usually with one of the other two. And then I'll never forget like showing up to my grandma's. I got someone to like bring me over. They were like, Oh, where you been? I'm like, someone was supposed to get me. What do you mean, where have I been? I can't drive. <laughs> like, hello? You guys are all eating dinner. Hi. But yeah, I would, I'll gladly take on the trade of being the most easygoing, I guess. I subscribe to that. <laughs> Somebody said, as youngest, I gravitate toward oldest because they know how to deal with my bullshit. Wow, that's okay. That's kind of Real honest. self-aware. It's real self-aware. That's real honest right there. Yeah. I'm curious what her bullshit is, but I guess I guess you know. I guess you know, and that's what matters. Middles have almost never dated other middles, but I feel like it's like way less common to be a middle child because it means your parents have to have more than two kids. Yeah. So like that makes sense to me. Um, Youngest have mostly dated other people, like other types. And same with only children. So it's really only the oldest people who said that they've dated other oldest, which my I've only dated one other oldest except for my high school boyfriend which like i don't think that counts mm-hmm. and it was an absolute disaster dumpster fire of a relationship well what do you think was the dumpster fire part do you feel like you both wanted to be in charge it was i don't know that it was because we were both oldest children but it was the most contentious relationship i've ever been in it was the most i've ever fought it was the most just the most conflict that mm-hmm. i've ever had in a relationship and maybe, yeah, mo- maybe because we both wanted to be in charge or maybe just because we both were, like, more used to getting our way. I mean, as a personal theory, I always feel like the oldest children are the arguers of the children. I mean, that's true for my family. Yeah. I mean, a lot of my friends were oldest childs and I would, like, be at their house and I'd watch them argue with their parents. And I was like, oh, man, I just I just let them yell and finish up. I just stay quiet. <laughs> I'm well, like, it'll be over in a few minutes. It's fine. Speaking of that relationship, I remember because I don't really have now I don't have that dynamic with my mom or and I didn't with my dad as an adult either, mm-hmm. certainly as a kid. But I remember in that relationship, it was the oyster being at his parents' house and him just going at it with his mom. Yep. And I'm like, this is so uncomfortable. Why are we fighting? Mm-hmm. It's like we're we're at a birthday dinner. <laughs> I don't know. Oldest children? I don't know. I think, I mean, yeah. we'll get into this stuff from the article, but I'm like, I, I had, as I had a personal theory that the oldest was the arguing one, typically. Because also, usually the oldest is held accountable the most, from what I've seen. The baby gets away with everything. Yes. The oldest is held the most accountable. The parents have the most energy for the oldest. So it's also why the oldest will argue. Because I would argue sometimes about stuff with my sister. That was the only time mm-hmm. I would, is when it's like, hey, I was also a girl in this house and I was not allowed to like say wear makeup, you know, in fifth grade or something like that. And so all of a sudden, like Carla gets makeup for her birthday. And I was like, um, hi, excuse me. In fairness. <laughs> hello. Um, hello. Hi. I remember a different time. Okay. <laughs> and my parents would always just be like, yeah, we're just tired now. Like we, our level of caring is just lower. 
Like I would pick her up on my way home from hanging out with my friends. I was in college and I was like, how does she have a 2 a.m. curfew? And I have a 2 a.m. curfew. Like I didn't have a 2 a.m. curfew when I was in a freshman in high school. Oh, and they no. just would say, well, you know, my dad, my dad agreed with me. He was like, that's crazy. That's ridiculous. And my mom would say, well, okay, you can go pick up Carla earlier. And he'd be like, no, nah, I'm already in bed. So just by default, a lot of times the younger kid gets away with more stuff because the parents get tired, you know? Yeah. My brother, my brother certainly got away with more. He also was like doing more. Mm-hmm. Like I just like wasn't doing that much in high school. Like I didn't go to parties. I just like wasn't, I, I mean, I wasn't very cool. I wasn't getting invited places until like the end of senior year when they all decided that. I guess we could invite more people to parties. Well, that's, I mean, I guess I'm, I'm more surprised because you went to a smaller school. So I was like, d- I thought a party needs a certain amount of people. So by default, how are you not, how are you not at the party? I think they, I, I don't even know. Cause I'm, I'm, scared, but I think- I'm like, I'm not trying to rub this in. I'm just like, I'd be like, really? Your party like that only has time- 10 people? How many times didn't can use I tell you person? that I didn't get invited to parties? Sorry, I don't know. I'm no, trying I'm to lighten it. I'm kidding. No, no, no. I think they, I think they did parties with other schools. Like, I don't think it was school specific because I went to private school, so it wasn't like everybody in the region went to the same school. Oh, okay. So I think they, I think they combined with other schools. Got it. All right. Yeah. Well, the good news is social media wasn't a thing yet. So no, we'll no, never know. Not. No, that's that's why I don't know. I have no, no idea you're like, I don't know. On. There's I no, no Facebook. Clue. I have There's no, no clue Facebook. what was happening. Um, so in any case, he was doing a lot more, but also getting away with a lot more. And I, re- I remember specifically that my dad had always told me that if I ever wa- I wanted to bring a guy home from college, that he would have to sleep in the guest room. Right. And I never did. So it never became a problem. Mm-hmm. But I remember that. And I was in college when my brother was in high school and I was in college and his high school girlfriend was spending the night at our house in his room. Yeah, of course. And mm-hmm. I was like, sir? Mm-hmm. No. And so then I made this like whole stink about how I would I was that was gonna have to be allowed for me too. And then it was like seven years before that was an issue. <laughs> Buddy, I got a list in my phone of things like my brother got to do with girlfriends and stuff. Like Sharing the room. Oh, they yep. went on a little trip together, the two of them. And granted, we were much younger. But I, I will forever have this list on my phone because I already knew. And this is more of like a double standard, I think, with, you know, boys and girls a little bit than like birth order. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I almost feel like I will have to trade in four of these to get one. <laughs> you know? Like yeah. if I'm told no, I'll be like, well, what about this time Marcus did this? And this time Marcus did that? And this time? Like I was like, I'm ready with my list. You're I like, have receipts. I have my receipts. I'm I ready. I have receipts and I am ready, you know? But yeah, this, I mean, the sharing the bed was a big one. That didn't happen in our house till like, I think my brother was like 27, 28. Yeah. That was a, that was a strict I, rule. And then Marcus just broke it one night that uh, we were all just like downstairs breakfast. They both just come down. We're like, oh, oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. And he didn't get in trouble for it either. He just got like a real quick convo from my dad that I got to witness and then after I said, so when I have a boy sleep in my room, am I just going to get a, hey, you know, we don't do that in this house and the combo's over. And my dad was like, don't even think about it. <laughs> but now my sister has a boyfriend and it's like the rules, the rules broken for everybody. Carla got to do it much earlier than us. Can I say that? That's another youngest thing. Yeah. Right? The youngest gets to do things much earlier. It's true. Yeah. She was like 24. I was like, we had to wait till 27. But once again, mom and dad got tired. All right. My parents also used technology as an excuse. Like like advances in technology as an excuse why my brother got to do things sooner. So like one made absolute sense, cell phones. Like I didn't get a cell phone until I had a driver's license because, and I was the last one of all my friends to get a cell phone, but they weren't everywhere yet. Yeah. And the thought was, okay, well now you have a car and you're going places. So now you need to be able to call us. Mm -hmm. My brother got one like not that soon after that. Like when he was like 11. Mm Mm-hmm. But they were like, well, technology is advancing and everyone has cell phones now. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. I had to fight to get texting on my phone. Trust me. Oh, I-, I know. The T9. Uh-huh. T9 word, baby. All right. So, so yeah. So looking at what they – the articles describe the different kind of birth order people at, they said firstborns are described as conscientious and dominant – Middles are good at compromise, 
last borns, less responsible and carefree. And then like you said, only children potentially resembling firstborns. So it sounds like you kind of resonate with the compromise thing. Yeah, I resonate with the compromise. And I would even say uh, my sister, because there's like a five-year age gap, she still has a decent amount of like firstborn kind of things a little bit because they say that like if there's a big enough age gap, it's almost like that youngest child is also kind of a firstborn only child. Or an only child, yeah. Yeah, like Drake was 12 when I left for college. So from 12 to 18, he was by himself. Right, or especially like, Maybe she kind of came to it a little more when suddenly Marcus and I were both out of the house. So it's like, oh, now you're fully kind of only child by yourself. Different vibe. Yeah. I mean, I definitely resonate with what they said about firstborns. They also said firstborns are seeking approval, being responsible, prone to anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. There's the most pressure on the first, you know? Here I am. Even even if you ask any parent, like, who are you more nervous for? It's like the, the first kid, obviously, you know? And then when yeah. you get through the first one, you're like, all right, well, we could cool it, out a little bit. It's different now. My mom worries more about my brother than she does about me now. Is it because he's so carefree and less responsible? <laughs> carefree and rebellious as the, <laughs> as the, as the last borns are responsible uh, or described as. I don't know. Maybe a little bit. Maybe. But she definitely maybe because he talks to her me. less. That also well, that's probably – she always – she doesn't – need to worry because she knows exactly what's happening at all times yeah my mom worries about me the most because i i tell her the least so yeah that makes sense she's in the dark the most sorry yeah so like most of the articles said that first and last is the best match because it's like their contrasting traits balance each other out or mm-hmm. only children with last borns but like only children tend to resemble firstborns yeah i'd say another thing too with only children and firstborns a lot of times they are the best at like being by themselves or they value their alone time the most. And I've yeah. seen that as a trend in all of my friends. They're the most like, Oh, I, I, I need like an hour or something to myself every day where I'm uninterrupted, pure silence, whatever it is. Yeah. And one of the things that, that they were recommending is that, so oldest with youngest or oldest with only is there's a good combination of care and control, but something that, they recommended is that you emphasize each other's strengths and like avoid disparaging differences and so like that's an example of like if an only child needs more alone time to like embrace that i've actually never dated an only child uh i don't think i have either but i feel like that's i mean i don't know the stats of families but i feel like it's rare that there is only one Maybe now it's different. Now I feel like I know a lot of people that have one kid. Yeah, I think it's very different now. But it they also said that onlys haven't been studied as much. Like there have been a lot more studies about oldest children, middle children, youngest children, but not as much about only children. <laughs> Maybe because they don't have any grievances towards siblings that they're like, yeah. um, I would love to be a part of the study. I have some things to say. Okay. I, I have, some I have opinions. I have opinions about these youngest children. All right. They need to be put in their place. Um, yeah, one thing I found about the middle children was like, it essentially said middle children tend to pair well with everyone because we're like the compromising kid. Right. Yeah. Peacemakers. Yeah. Although then it said if you're, if you're dating another middle child to make sure that you're not both compromising so much that you like totally lose sight of your, what you each want because you're like so accommodating. Yeah. It's interesting because my personality, a lot of people think I'm not very compromisable because I'll naturally like take lead and charge. Mm -hmm. But then I've gotten a critique from friends when dating people that they're like, I feel like you don't really speak up for stuff that you want. You like let too much go. Mm. And a lot of times I'm like, I don't know. I think I struggle with trying to figure out like, I don't know what's like valid enough sometimes to bring up. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, like I'm like, a lot of times I'll just be like, let me wait. Let me wait a couple days. If it still bothers me, I'll bring it up. Do you ever feel like stuff builds up because you're waiting? No, no, I'll say something if something bothers me like that badly. Yeah. It's yeah. just, I, I'm like, I don't know if it's just I'm used to like not getting my way with like little things. Mm. And I'm talking very little things. You know, I do feel like I'm pretty easygoing when it comes to something like, I don't know, what restaurant are we going to eat at? What food are we going to get? Sure. That, uh, you know, a lot of times I'll be like, I only have one category that's a definite no and like pick whatever else. And, and I'm along for the ride. What, what's your category that's a definite no? The one I say that usually is a no that I'm if I'm not in the mood for is Mexican food. 
Oh, interesting. Or something like, usually it'll be like, if I had sushi yesterday, I don't eat sushi like two days in a row. Something like that. Yeah. But like Mexican, I'm always like, no disrespect to the culture and the cuisine. Because I do love Mexican food. But that seems to be the most common that I'll be like, that's just the one I can't, I can't do tonight. I almost always say no to it here because it's just not going to be very good. Well, there's also that. There's also that. that. That's fair. Speaking to my experience, oldest with oldest, strong personalities may clash over control. I mean, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. And I remember, I I remember specifically in that relationship, never feeling like we were compromising, always feeling like one or the other person was getting their way. Yeah. It was like there was a winner and a loser. Right. Yes, exactly. Like it never felt like we were collaborating towards figuring something out. It always felt like I was giving into him or he was giving into me. Almost like a courtroom. Yeah, (laughs) kind of. I'm going to make my case and you make your case. And I mean, he was a lawyer. I don't know if you knew that. (laughs) No, I didn't. I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what it feels like where you're like, okay, sounds like we're just going to both make a case and nobody budges. So it's. Yeah, yeah. And more, o- more often than not, I ended up budging. Mm. But like, then I felt like I had lost. Yeah. Which obviously exactly. builds resentment. Yeah, nobody wants that. Yeah. Yeah, it says oldest with middle, generally a fine pairing, but the middle child may need to assert themselves to pursue their dreams. <laughs> well, <laughs> go for your dreams, Dreams girl. are getting smashed. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> You're just going to get steamrolled by, the, by us oldest folk. Yeah, see, this is why I think people don't assume I'm a middle. They're like, well, you're not getting steamrolled, you know? Yeah. But that might just be a personality thing. I slipped through the cracks on the nature versus nurture on that one. You're a, you're an anomaly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, like, I like youngest with youngest. Carefree and risk-taking, but both may avoid responsibility. <laughs> yeah, I read just something. sounds like chaos. Yeah, I read something that, like, financially, that's the most likely to have... Uh, bad financial decisions uh, sounds like it makes sense yeah where it's almost like oh no you both can't be too carefree with the money <laughs> you're like gotta, somebody someone's gotta be oh, a little yeah. responsible with the money oh yeah this is this is from business insider it says two last borns in a relationship may face chaos financial trouble and blame shifting mm-hmm. not good makes sense last born last born couple should be wary of selective listening and manipulation Oh, selective listening. Okay, there's a therapy term. I was always accused of that. Apparently, it's a last born thing. <laughs> we all we all can do that from time to time. Let's oh, get real. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. All right. Um, <laughs> Wait, this is fun. This this is funny. Middle child, middle child couples may struggle with communication, and a suggestion bowl or self esteem building activities are recommended. Oh wow. Okay. How about that? We need self-esteem activities. I am going to check in the next time you're dating a middle and be like, are you doing self-esteem building activities, Erica? Yeah. Well, it's funny. I never think to ask somebody like, where do they rank, you know, and their siblings. It's just like, oh, do you have siblings? Yeah. I think I usually do ask. Not because I, now I think I will think about it more in this sense, but I do think I usually ask. Suggestion bowl. That's so funny to me. Uh, Yeah, that, I don't think that applies to me, but. Maybe I need to be more, more weary if I'm with another middle child. <laughs> like, are you just compromising to everything I say? Yeah, right. And we're both, we're ne- neither of us are getting and doing anything that we want to do for the rest of our lives. Right. Oh, whoops. Okay. So it says firstborn, best master, lastborn, worst match is another firstborn. Okay. That makes sense. Yep. Middle children. It does say your best match is a lastborn, which is funny because it's like, oh, you could go either way, but still that's apparently your best match. And then worst is another middle child. Another All right, middle. so two for two on that. And, well, about to be three for three. Lastborn, the best match is a firstborn, and the worst match, another lastborn. Another lastborn. Yeah, chaos, as we chaos. mentioned. Absolutely. Yeah, the, I, we got a few, like, longer submissions for people who, like, DM'd me that d- didn't fit in the box. And I thought this one was interesting. Somebody said, I just tallied all of my relationship my, of my adult life. There's nine total. I'm an only child, and every single man has been the youngest child. Nine youngest children. Mm, there you go. And she said, reflecting on this, the common thread is how I would seek out the bad boy or fun guy when, in fact, they tend toward immaturity. <laughs> but according to what the articles we're reading, that's the best pairing. Well, it makes sense on two fronts. It makes sense why you would seek it out, right? 
if you're if you're a little self-conscious that you feel like you're not the fun person or fun one in whatever group then yeah. then it makes you look for a fun person you think oh they're gonna bring out the fun in me true so i'm like that first of all happens <laughs> I don't know. Mine's been all over the board, but I guess it, then it then it comes down to like, what do you count as success? Is success like you just end up marrying them, or they end up being long term relationships, or whatever? Yeah, because if I think about, I mean, obviously all of the relationships that I mentioned are over, but yeah. like most of them, I would consider successful relationships, even though they're now over. Like they didn't, you know, make it to marriage. Obviously, there are a few that I wouldn't consider successful, but like I do think that. Most of my successful relationships are youngest. And I mean, most of mine in general are youngest. So I guess it all checks out. Yeah, I guess so. I'm like, yeah, for me, I, it's like I've noticed more trends with like personality. And as of right now, there isn't, there isn't a direct link to necessarily that they were youngest children or, you know, whatnot. But it is, a, it is a fun little thing. It is a fun little thing to think about. Now I'm like thinking of all the couples in my head that I know. Like, who's the youngest? Who's the oldest? Who's the middle? Who's this, this, and that? What about your friends? Do you have a pattern with your friends? Like what if you like think of think of like let's do let's do it like MySpace. Think of your top eight. A lot of my friends were youngest children, actually. Hmm. Which I didn't see coming. I'm thinking like <laughs> high school, most of them youngest. But you know, the bigger trend I've seen is most of my friends are very anxious people, and I'm not. So I almost feel like that's more what draws them to me. You that you like even even them out? Yeah, I'm kind of the one that always is talking them down. Where they're like, "Well, what about yeah. this? What if we do this?" And I'm always like, "It'll be fine. It'll be you know. <laughs> if that happens, then we'll do this. And if that happens, then we'll do that. Like, then we're good." And they're like, "Oh, okay. such a middle child peacemaker." Yeah, so I'm like trying to think. I'm like, "You're my friend. You're an oldest anxious. Then my other friend, youngest agent anxious. My other friend is a triplet, so I don't I don't know where she falls on the triplet scale. But there's three. Yeah, of them that at one was time." We did get a couple messages about that. There, Instagram only allows so many options in the polls, so I wasn't able to include multiples. Yeah. I, I feel like triplets, twins, if uh, it's just the two of you, just the three of you, then I'm like, I... I don't know. Then that's that's a... I don't know. I think yeah. I think you don't count in these. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, but I don't know how you're accurately a middle child when three of you happened at once, you know? My friends are kind of all over the place in birth order. Cindy is the youngest, so like my best friend is, is youngest. Mm-hmm. My best friend from college, who I lived with for seven years, is an only child. Oh, my college roommate was oldest. And Jordan and other Jordan, both oldest. Okay, I have no trend. Never mind. I take it back. Yeah, and then I have like a couple close friends who are onlys and a couple that are oldest. I don't think many of them are youngest. I think I'm like now I'm thinking through all of my like close friends. I think Cindy and I think I can think of one other who's the youngest, but I don't think I have that many youngest close friends. Which is interesting because apparently that's like a good pairing. It is interesting. I know. I don't know if this. I don't know if this falls for friendships too. I'm curious. One of the articles said that it said that it did. Like the um the research study looked at friendships as well. Like any type mm-hmm. of relationship. They say it's a, in comedians. It's rare that you're an oldest child. That's usually the most rare to be because they don't need the attention. They had it already. Yeah. No. Essentially. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and especially if they're the most like structured, they're probably the less likely to go on a career path that is take that kind of structured. career path. Yeah. yeah. Now that, that being said, obviously it's like Taylor's a firstborn and my good friend Jordan's a firstborn. So I'm like, there's always exceptions to the rule. But oh, man, didn't you get enough attention already? You need more. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. I don't know. But it's I know oldest child is very rare. That came up once. We were at like a table and everyone was like, there was only one person that was an oldest kid and somebody else pointed it out. They're like, oh, that's rare in comedy. And I never thought about it. And then I was like, oh. It makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So I know firstborn tends to be like highest achieving. So. Yeah. I'm like thinking, I'm like, now I'm really thinking about my friends. I'm thinking about like New Year's and everybody who was there. I'm like, was anybody else there a youngest child? I don't think so. I think most of my close friends are not. But. Maybe I should maybe I should go seeking out some more younger younger people. Yeah. Or Molly's a youngest, but also she has that age gap thing. So I'm like, is she really more uh, of an oldest? Yeah. You know, if you're if you're if you're the born way later kid, it's yeah, it's like that. I mean, all bets are off. All bets at that are point, off. Yeah. I think. Truly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this stuff is always interesting. It's always fun to look into. I think it's really fun, and it's it's one of those things. It's like none none of these things are like the end all be all. You know, 
Yeah, but, but I, I think it's interesting fun. if you find a trend in yourself. Yes, totally. But yeah, if anybody has any more stories, updates on your on your birth order after you've had some time to noodle on it, think about how it's affected you, let us know. Yeah, and any other topic suggestions, guest suggestions, all that stuff, you can submit at findingmrheight.com slash podcast. So let yes. us know. We have some good guests booked coming up, but always, always open to hear some new suggestions. Definitely. Hope to hear from you and hope to see you at our live show on Saturday. Yes. We'll see you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.